Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 19th, 5.56 a.m. Central. As I speak here, July corn futures up a half cent at 8.07 and a half. December corn up one and a quarter at 7.51. July soybeans up one and a quarter at 16.94 and a half. November beans are up a quarter cent at 15.21 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat down one at 11.27 and three quarters. July Kansas City wheat down a quarter at 11.88 and three quarters. July spring wheat up two and a quarter at 11.80 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. Could use some more on that Apple app in particular. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we are less than 200 subscriptions or subscribers away from uh, that 5,000 mark, which has been my longstanding goal. So if you have not subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Help me out there. If you need some additional assistance or information for me guys check out my premium subscription service you go to standardgrain.com uh, check this deal out i send uh, my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day sometimes on weekends uh, the morning email goes out before 6 a.m every day that includes all of my grain marketing recommendations ton of weather info daily subscriber only videos i do a new one every single business day i did a subscriber video yesterday regarding the global food crisis uh, how ukraine ties into this deal uh, we Wheat prices in particular went through some supply and demand factors, uh, tried to discuss this. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, again, new video every day. This premium deal is 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. U.S. corn planting remains pretty slow. The crop was 4% planted nationally as of Sunday versus 2% last week and 6% on average. There was no progress noted in a lot of key corn growing states. Uh, no progress in Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, Ohio, South Dakota, North Dakota. Texas is 64% planted. Kansas is 12% planted in regard to corn. Missouri's at 4%. Nebraska, 2%. Kentucky, 6%. Tennessee, 7%. North Carolina is at 39%. Many areas of the Corn Belt will deal with cool and wet conditions again this week. The Northern Plains in particular, uh, North Dakota, parts of South Dakota, uh, Minnesota, uh, cold, snow, all that sort of stuff. It's still pretty early. We know that large chunks of the crop can be planted in very short periods of time when an opportunity emerges. We just haven't seen that opportunity yet. Uh, the U.S. soybean crop is 1% planted uh, versus 2% on average, so just getting started there. U.S. winter wheat conditions declined last week, and this was kind of unexpected. The trade actually expected winter wheat conditions to improve, but the U.S. winter wheat crop is now rated only 30% good to excellent nationally, down from 32 last week and way below the 51% average. That's the third lowest rating on record seasonally behind only 1996 and 1989. Declines were noted in pretty much across the Southern Plains. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, and South Dakota all saw uh, de a decline in ratings on the week. Uh, your Northern or PNW areas, along with your Midwestern SRW wheat areas were kind of a mixed bag in regard to ratings. Um, some states improved, others declined. So drought continues to impact the Southern Plains uh, very much so, which is your biggest U.S. wheat producing area. USDA told us last week that 69% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought. So 
this wheat situation, both in the U.S. and globally, is uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. I mean, you've got the Ukraine-Russia situation, and you've got the third worst uh, crop rating on record for the U.S. winter wheat crop. So uh, lots of interesting things uh, going on here, and this is all supportive uh, for the wheat market, of course. U.S. shipments of soybeans and wheat improved last week. USDA reported that 973,000 metric tons of beans were inspected for export. That was higher versus the prior week and more than quadrupled the amount shipped during the same week last year. So we're still ship, shipping soybeans. There's still uh, new purchases. So uh, the, the high prices in regard to beans have not shut off demand uh, to any extent uh, at this point. Wheat shipments improved marginally, but were below the same week last year. Corn shipments were both behind last week and the same period last year. Uh, seasonally, accumulated shipments of corn are down 16% versus the same period last year. Soybean shipments down 17%. Wheat shipments down 18%. You got to remember that we're still trying to play catch up, I think, to some extent uh, following that hurricane that affected uh, shipments out of the U.S. Gulf back in September and October. Russian fertilizer has made its way to Brazil. Reuters reports that at least 24 vessels carrying 678,000 metric tons of Russian fertilizer will reach Brazil in the coming weeks. One trader said that these deals were still possible despite sanctions on Russia. Russian firms continue to fill orders, and I guess there are some banks that were not impacted by Western sanctions who are processing the payments. This kind of underscores, in my opinion, a significant issue in regard to Russia, and the issue is this. So the, the Western countries, you know, the U.S. and others, we want to sanction Russia. We want to shut down their, their economy. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of countries who rely heavily on Russia for everything from oil to natural gas to fertilizer to wheat. And those countries, I think, are going to act in their own best interest. And there's going to be some conflict, I think, as as time goes on uh, with those countries and the Western sanctions, of course. Fighting in Ukraine does continue. The situation is not getting any better. Uh, Russia's military continues to attack uh, southern and eastern Ukraine just overnight. Zelensky says that Moscow has launched a new campaign focused on the eastern Donbas region. President Biden will hold a call with U.S. allies today in order to discuss the situation. The West has continued to supply Ukraine with weapons, so this uh, situation does not appear to be ending anytime soon. In fact, it appears to be escalating, if anything. Interest rates continue to rise. Yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury exceeded 2.9% this week, I believe for the first time since November of 2018. The average rate on a 30-year mortgage in the United States is above 5.1%. The National Association of Home Builders saw their monthly confidence index drop to its lowest level since September amid rising rates. You know, higher mortgage payments, higher rates have simply eliminated some buyers from the real estate market. And you may see more of this as the bond market tumbles, as the Fed raises rates, uh, that sort of thing. The cattle market was lower yesterday and sharply lower in the feeder cattle market. Not really any cash trade to speak of yet this week. Uh, the boxes were mixed. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. The stock market's mixed. Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil is down $1.51 at 106.10 in the June WTI. Uh, fairly range bound in the crude here the last few days. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.